I'm sure you've all heard of ChatGPT by now, which is the OpenAI chatbot that is the hot new trend around the internet circles. Well, I asked this chatbot to write a fictional yet believable conspiracy theory. And what it gave back to me was not exactly fictional. So I'm going to read that out because it's very interesting. Also today I want to go into the natural products regulation that the New Zealand government is trying to bring in again. Are we going to be allowed to have cinnamon with our apple? I don't know. I don't know. And also what are the Chinese doing with the cows? It's disturbing stuff. So we're going to go into all of this in just one second. But as always, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary, comedy and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, subscribe, share, subscribe, comment, you know, all the good stuff that you do. And uh, it's very much, it's very much appreciated. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to start with what the Chinese are doing with the cows because I just need to get out of my system. So put down your tea and biscuits so you can listen open mouthed at the absolute insane path that our world has decided to sprint down. So this is a news piece from Sky News. It's called Breast is Best. And I'll play you some of this news report. Humans have been drinking it for millennia. Wholesome, healthy, full cream milk. You'll have to excuse some of the background noise that is the milking machines. Latching on to the cows. But this dairy in Beijing isn't quite what it seems. These cows have all been genetically modified. And this is human breast milk. GMO cows, human breast milk. What could possibly go wrong? The Chinese scientists responsible successfully inserted the human... Responsible is the correct word there. Breast milk gene into a cow embryo and then implanted it into a surrogate. The result is a transgenic herd of 300 and milk the scientists claim is healthier than the bovine variety. The human breast milk produced by the cows is antibacterial and helps boost the immune system. With government approval, it could be on supermarket shelves within three years. Woo, let's all drink breast milk from cows. Human breast milk from cows. Apparently human breast milk's better for all of us and we'll just put it into cows and the cow can be a human. We can rename cows human breasts. Do we need ladies anymore? Are we just going to have human breast milk cows? Is this just another way to replace females? The ladies amongst us. If we don't need breast milk from human ladies, because it's already in cows, where are the feminists at? You may find the idea hard to swallow, but these dairy workers disagree. They say it's stronger and sweeter than cow's milk. It's a world first in a country that's leading the stampede to embrace genetically modified food. The scientists who created this herd have also produced animals that are resistant to mad cow disease, as well as beef cattle that are genetically modified for more nutritious meat. Now GMO meat. Critics say the risks of transgenic food aren't yet fully understood. 
But while the West worries about the dangers and morality of genetic modification, China says those scruples are misplaced. There are one and a half billion people in the world who don't have enough to eat. It's our duty to develop science and technology, not to hold it back. We need to feed people first, before we consider ideals and convictions. China's pushing the boundaries of genetic modification, seemingly unperturbed by any ethical concerns. And I guess it can all also be patented, copyrighted, whatever it's called as well, because the natural products can't, which actually would lead directly onto what's happening in New Zealand. But I will just add, GMO cows producing human breast milk. Anyone keen for that? I mean, I hate to say it, but I would rather go back to just breastfeeding from my mother. No, I can't even, I can't even say that. I don't know if, actually, I don't know that I could do that either. <laughs> it's all awful. It's all, they're both completely terrible options. So, no, I think I'll just stick to the cow's milk, just normal cow milk, and um, we can move on from this grotesque story. But this does flow, excuse the the pun, naturally. Eh, this, is, this is just brilliant segueing. This flows naturally into the natural product re- regulation coming out of New Zealand. Now, this is from the Hatchet Report. That's Hatchard. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Hatchard, H-A-T-C-H-R-D. C-H-A-R-D, sorry. And the Hatchet Report is from Dr. Guy David Hatchard, and he's living in New Zealand. You can check him out on his website. So this article comes straight from him. He also has a book called The uh, Your DNA Diet, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes too. Just for the whole value for value exchange, I am commenting on his article so natural products regulation and overreach of government control so this is an article based on the therapeutic products bill which submissions to oppose it or to leave your feedback or whatever you want is uh, the 15th of february and i'll leave a link also if you're a kiwi out there to the therapeutic products bill page on the government's website so you can go and leave your feedback and i think it's probably important that we all do this so into a bit of this article it says, following three years of pandemic control, governments are, now, are not stopping there. Here in New Zealand, the government has introduced the Therapeutic Products Bill, which will control how products which appear to benefit health are manufactured, prescribed, imported, advertised, supplied and exported. According to Health Minister Andrew Little, it will enable New Zealand to take advantage of advances in medicine, such as cell and tissue therapies, emerging gene therapies and the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning software. Having risk-proportionate approval systems will improve access to necessary and life-saving medicines, such as vaccines in a pandemic. An important part of the bill aims to regulate the natural health products used by more than 50% of our population. Now, this is the third attempt at the Labour Party, Jacinda Ardern, to introduce extreme regulation of the public's options to choose their medical care, supplements and diet. Their earlier two attempts failed because of vocal public opposition. In 2017, Labour opted for a prohibited list of 300 common herbal ingredients. And here's just some more of the well-known 300 herbal ingredients. Neem, aloe vera, mustard, coconut, tea leaf, cedar, juniper, eggplant, snowdrop, jasmine, cinnamon. It goes on. 
and on and on. Now, control of our food supply, it says here, uh, it won't have escaped you'll notice that many of these, like cinnamon and mustard, are currently sold in shops. So how on earth So how on earth did they get onto a prohibited list? The answer lies in attempts to gain control of our food supply. Natural products that are beneficial to health cannot be patented, but synthetic copies can be, and that relates straight back to those GMO cows that we just heard about. To make this work, the products that grow in gardens need to be banned. Labour and the Ministry of Health did not make this list up, the list was supplied by the International Coalition of Medicines Regulatory Authorities. Doesn't really flow off the tongue, does it? The acronym being uh, the ICMRA. International Coalition of Medicines Regulatory Authorities. Of which MedSafe is a member. MedSafe being our New Zealand, um, being our regulatory body. So the ICMRA is largely funded by the pharmaceutical industry, whose interests they serve. And it says here you can read all about it in his book, Your DNA Diet. Anyway, Labour says it has learned from prior public opposition. This time the bill will not name any prohibited ingredients. Instead, it is an an enabling bill. The type of legislation made famous by a certain Adolf Adolf Hitler. Now, I've criticised mainstream media for constantly using things like the Nazis uh, against the freedom movement. And... It appears here that this article is just going to spin it around and throw it back in the government's face, so I've got no problem with it. Fine by me. The bill establishes a new regulator, headed by an independent statutory officer with a wide remit. So the new regulator will be responsible for issuing safety, quality and efficacy of natural products. It will design and implement proportionate risk-based market authorization pathways. Its functions will include, in addition to market authorization, licensing controlled activities, post-market surveillance and compliance maybe we're going to get some natural health officers compliance officers coming around knocking on our doors checking out our gardens making sure we're not growing anything suspect checking our cupboards Uh, sir where did this extra bottle of cinnamon come from going through the cupboards that'll be fun won't it crucially the bill also includes a range of modern enforcement tools allowing for a graduated and proportionate response to breaches, including tiered criminal offences, strict liability offences, improved infringement notices, and a civil pecuniary penalty regime. In other words, the bill appoints a new, as yet unnamed regulator who is being empowered to do whatever he thinks fit to control the manufacture and availability of supplements. He could, and is, in fact, very likely to publish a list of banned herbal ingredients soon after his appointment. The list is ready to go from the ICMRA database connected to MedSafe, courtesy of the pharmaceutical industry. Clearly, there's a lot of speculation in this article, but that speculation is based on a bill with broad language and supposedly broad powers or potential powers. So I think the speculation is completely justified here. Now, he also has another article called How Will the 2023 Therapeutic Products Bill Affect the Availability of Natural Health Products? So you can check that one out as well. I will just scroll down a bit because it's uh, pretty interesting regarding what could potentially be banned and what that would affect. So he says here, Studies show that garlic, ginger, turmeric, thyme, rosemary, sage, spearmint and peppermint all inhibit the growth of colon cancer cells a study found that a third of patients with end-stage bowel cancer for whom 
no other treatment options existed improved after treatment with turmeric extract. If the bill is passed, I would not be allowed to tell you this and could be liable for a substantial fine. So there are restrictions on free speech. For instance, it has been proven for years, again, this is the Hatchet Report, Guy Hatchet, Dr. Guy Hatchet, it has been proven for years that garlic benefits healthy heart conditions. No one selling garlic will be allowed to communicate this factual scientific information, thereby the bill will will restrict free speech and suppress matters of fact. So there'll be restrictions on health claims, there'll be restrictions on dose, so I guess what you can actually buy from certain stores and, and, and what you can import. And a good example here is a typical Indian or Thai meal may contain 50 grams of tamarind. The maximum daily dose of tamarind that has been permitted by the bill is 500 milligrams. That is 100 times smaller than the, than the amount you might consume in a meal. Civil servants have been employed to make up this ridiculous rule and hundreds more like it. Now, if you scroll down a bit, it says, what will it cost you? And it says, and these restrictions are going to cost a lot. Last week, a 50-gram packet of Rubia cordifolia, a herb used to make healthy tea, cost $12. After the bill is passed, the same packet may cost $60 to $80 just due to the compliance uh, costs alone. Assessment costs will be paid by the manufacturing industry, so the cost of natural health products will obviously rise dramatically. Again, a lot of speculation there with the cost, but... This is what happens when you start to regulate all of this as well. You have to meet the standards to be able to sell in a legal way. And the costs will rise, compliance costs. And of course you have a lot more people working for the government because we need some more civil servants. So look, anyway, I won't ramble on about this, but I will again leave the link to the bill so you can have your say in New Zealand before the 15th. Of February, it all just it does seem awfully convenient after a quote-unquote uh, pandemic and what was attempted to push on the entire population. It all seems awfully convenient that now what it looks like is we're going to crack down on natural products and the alternatives to Big Pharma. Okay, anyway, ending with my AI date. On to chat GPT. Let's end this with me asking... Open AI to write a fictional conspiracy theory that is believable. So I signed up to this Open AI chat bot thingamabob and asked it exactly that. Write a fictional conspiracy theory that is believable. Look, this thing is pretty cool. I give it that. It gives you answers very, very fast. You can watch it typing it out. And you can do things on here like asking it to develop you a business plan. You can get it to write you a story, which is what I'm kind of doing here. Um, but yeah, business plan for it anything that you've got in mind that you might want to do and you can ask it about most things and it will generate a response very fast and you can kind of have a conversation with it back and forth. So anyway, I asked it to write this fictional conspiracy theory that is believable and this is what it gave me back and my response to it. ChatGPT says, The government has been secretly conducting experiments on a small town population to test the effects of a new mind control drug. The, <laughs> the, drug, the drug is being developed as a means of controlling dissent and ensuring compliance among the population. The townspeople have been unknowingly ingesting the drug through their water supply for years, causing them to become docile and easy to control. However, a group of scientists and activists have discovered the truth, and are working to expose the government's actions and put an end to the experimentation. But the government is determined to keep the truth from getting out, 
and will stop at nothing to silence those who stand in their way. That's its fictional conspiracy theory that is believable that it came up with. I responded with a simple question, what is MKUltra? It then gave me the answer, MKUltra was a secret CIA program that began in the early 50s and continued into the late 60s. It aimed to develop techniques for interrogation and behavioural modification, primarily using drugs such as LSD and also hypnosis and and sensory deprivation. The program was heavily criticised for its use of unethical methods, including the use of unwitting human subjects and the violation of their civil rights. Many of the records of the program were destroyed, but it is believed that the program had dozens of sub-projects and that the CIA conducted experiments on thousands of people without their knowledge or consent. The program was eventually exposed in the 70s, leading to widespread condemnation and reform of CIA research practices. I then asked it, is the fictional conspiracy theory similar to MKUltra? And it responded, the fictional conspiracy theory I described earlier is similar to MKUltra, in that both involve the use of mind control techniques, specifically drugs, by a government agency. Both involve secret experimentation on a population without their knowledge or consent, and both involve a cover-up to take the truth to keep the truth from being exposed. However, the fictional theory I described is purely fictional. Um, ChatGPT, um, I see some problems with your response. And so the, the, theory, the fictional theory I described is purely fictional and is not based on any specific historical event or program such as, in, such as MKUltra. Additionally, the fictional theory I described is broader in scope, suggesting that the government's goal is controlling dissent and ensuring compliance while MKUltra's goal was primarily focused on developing techniques for interrogation and behaviour modification. I then said, could the government use MKUltra techniques to control dissent and ensure compliance and modify behaviour? It said, it is theoretically possible that techniques developed during the MKUltra programme or similar techniques could be used by the government to control dissent and ensure compliance. The techniques tested during the MKUltra programme, such as the drugs, hypnosis, blah blah blah, were intended to manipulate and control the mind, and if they were to be used on a larger scale, they could potentially be used to influence behaviour on a wide scale. However, it is important to note that use of such techniques would be highly controversial and likely to be met with significant public opposition. Additionally, the use of these techniques would be illegal, as human experimentation without informed consent is prohibited. Informed consent, huh? Did anybody receive that over the last three years? Anyway, I said informed consent. So this this goes back and forth for a little bit, but I asked it. Uh, informed consent being prohibited has not stopped experiments like MKUltra or the Tuskegee experiments. Could the people against these experiments just be accused of being conspiracy theorists and labeled as crazy? And labeled as crazy? And it came back with a fairly lengthy response, but summed up it just said, it's true that in the past these experiments were carried out with, without informed consent and were not publicly acknowledged until many years later. In these cases, individuals who spoke out against the experiments or raised concerns were often dismissed as conspiracy theorists or labelled as crazy. This is a common tactic used to silence dissent and suppress information that is potentially damaging to those in power. Now what's funny is it says, it is important to note that the public awareness and understanding of these issues have grown over time and there are now legal and ethical frameworks in place to protect human subjects in research. There's also a growing culture of transparency and accountability in government and scientific research, which makes it less likely that unethical experiments of the same nature as Tuskegee and MKUltra would be carried out in secret without public knowledge. 
I then asked it about legal and ethical frameworks not being enforced and those in power being can be corrupted and science can be corrupted by money. Lobbyists can direct elected officials to make decisions for their companies and those in power will can protect themselves and their colleagues, which it goes on and basically agrees with me on all of that and then says the same thing. However, it's important to note that there are also checks and balances in place to prevent this kind of misconduct. So it goes round and round in circles. And it then brought up that there is a lot more independent news outlets, independent media now, and that can help expose problems. So I asked it what the biggest news channels were, and we go through the news for a little bit. And I asked, you know, who the biggest media are, who it, who owns the media, and if social media can shut down independent news options. And it did agree with me, and it came up with this. Algorithms that prioritise content from mainstream or established media outlets while suppressing or deprioritizing content from independent or alternative sources, they can censor a certain type of content, and they can shadow ban. And then it does the whole thing again. However, it's worth noting that social media platforms are private companies and goes through the the opposite, the excuses of it all. And so I asked, is Facebook a private company? It said, yes, explains why it's a private co- private company. And then I asked, is Facebook a platform or a publisher? And the server crashed. So I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if it could come up with a response to that or not. But there was a server error and that could not generate a response. So look, all very interesting. There's a lot of potential with this. AI, chat, GPT stuff, absolutely. Can it answer these types of complicated questions accurately? It seems to just give, kind of agree with your, what you've written down and then attempts to debunk it. However, it constantly says, however, here's the laws, here's the rules. It doesn't really take into account human nature, I guess. And almost feels like it has this kind of utopian view. We've got there's a lot more transparency now. We've changed, man. We've changed. This will never happen again. MK Ultra, Tuskegee, those sorts of things never happen again because, or very very unlikely, I should say, to happen again because uh, we've got a lot more rules and regulations and and just just people wouldn't do that. Just wonder we're going to do that. It could happen, but it's very unlikely. Very unlikely. So anyway, that was my interaction with Chat GPT coming up with a fictional conspiracy theory that is believable it basically just gave me mk ultra and other types of experiments that have been run on various populations it basically gave me things that actually did have happened but said it was fictional so i don't know confusing stuff chat gpt so i'm gonna leave it there for today and you know what i'll let one chat gpt give you a summary of what this podcast is and then do its little sign off for you as well so i asked it to summarize the show it says the arriving somewhere show is a podcast that features a variety of guests including comedians i guess that's me writers and other interesting personalities the host matt J, conducts an in-depth conversations with his guests discussing a wide range of topics including their careers personal experiences and current events the podcast generally has a comedic and light-hearted tone and the conversations often include funny anecdotes and humorous commentary that is very true 100 percent accurate gpt great stuff the show also features segments such as what's in Matt's head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where it got there. It's just making stuff up now. But I like the name of that segment. What's in Matt's head. And it says where the host shares his thoughts and musings on various topics. 
The show also encourages listeners' interaction and feedback, as well as sponsorships and merchandise sales. Well, I guess I've got to get some sponsorships and some merch, merch sales going now. I don't know where it got some of that stuff. It's just made it up completely without the information at all. So there's a warning for ChatGPT users right there. Anyway, I asked it to sign off, come up with a sign off for the show. So this is what you get. Thanks for tuning in to the Arriving Somewhere podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and will join us again for our next episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media platforms and subscribe to our Substack newsletter for updates and exclusive content. Keep arriving somewhere. There you go. Thanks, ChatGPT, for doing all the all the hard work for me there. I will just add a reminder to like, share, subscribe, comment, and also have a fantastic day wherever you are on this fine, fine earth that we inhabit. Keep arriving somewhere. And I'll talk to you on the next one.